God, thank you so much for every opportunity that you give us to be able to pour uh, into those who come to listen. And so, Father, uh, we just pray that your Holy Spirit would be present with us during this time. Um, that you would help us to speak only those words that are Holy Spirit inspired and just help us to be completely led by you as we uh, attempt to help others and really being rooted and grounded in your original design for church and community. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. Amen. We are Shell and Aaron Odom, founders of A Radical Relationship. Our testimony is one of redemption from divorce, addiction, and witchcraft. Here at A Radical Relationship, our mission is to empower men and women to go deeper in their relationship with God, self, others, and their calling through self-examination first. Let's get into it. Da-da-da-da, echo, echo, echo. All right, so... I can hear you echo, echo, echo. Mm-mm. That's a secular song. Mm-mm. Oh. I feel like you might be talking about another song and it don't say echo. Halo? <sighs> Beyonce Halo? I feel like there's a song that says echo, but I'm singing the Halo beat. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, uh, it's giving uh, Beyonce. All right, so let's get into it, babe. Today on the podcast, welcome back, y'all. We are talking about God's design for church and community. This has been a topic that has been on my heart for a while as I've just been seeking God more uh, just about his lane for me. Church and community has been something that has just continued to come up and um, he has just started to stir within me such a passion to see church and community done in a way uh, that's truly fulfilling for people and it's fulfilling for people when it's done the way that he intended so um, I just want us to get into it (laughs) a little bit today and um, share some of our church journeys and then also um, really get rooted in scripture around God's design for this so a question babe just to kick us off here um, what do you feel like you expect from church and why? And this is something that I really want the listeners to ponder as well, because, you know, as you think about finding a church home, as you think about switching churches, as you think about trying to jo- find a church to join for the first time, this is something to consider. And like, what do you expect and what are you looking for and and why? I would have to say authenticity because, you know, in the if the people in the church aren't authentic, um, the Holy Spirit ain't going to be present. Mm. And I've definitely been to churches where the Holy Spirit is not present, um, where you go and there are these people that show up on Sundays, but they haven't made Jesus Lord. They're not living accordingly. But they show up just to be there, just to, uh, it's almost like a, where I come from, people just go to church because it looks good. Mm. And a lot of people are well-known and business owners and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So they do it because it's something that makes them look good according to the world. But they're, tr- you know, they're not authentic. 
they're not real. Like they're not truly seeking the Lord. And you go in these these types of churches, and Holy Spirit he ain't there. Mm. You know, like, and then you come <clears throat> into some other churches, and man, Holy Spirit's evident. You know, mm. you see the gifts of the Spirit, um, and you 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 feel it, and you know that a community of believers they're authentic. You know, they're truly seeking God mm-hmm. with their whole heart, mind, soul, and strength. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I think for me, um, I grew up going to church because I'd always gone to church. So even when my life did not align to the biblical standard, there was this like, man, I should be going to church, but not truly to please God. Because like, I felt like that was what I was supposed to do because I grew up always doing it (laughs) every single Sunday and for long hours on Sunday. It was it was kind of cultural, you know, like we talk about being an interracial couple and how you learn things and start to ask questions about why do you do that? For me, even going to church up until 2014 was, well, I've, I've always gone to church. It's what you're supposed to do as a Christian. Yep. And then um, in 2014, that idea um, around church just really changed for me. Um, so I guess I can start out with talking a little bit, um, about that. And this idea of church and community ties back to, um, pillars one and three for us here at a radical relationship, which is a a relationship with God and relationship with others. Um, we truly believe that those things are foundational in, in having a fulfilling life. And so when that changed for me is when I really started to see in 2014 the church embodied as the Acts 2 church and I want to uh, read that verse to really ground us in just what did church look like when Jesus first left the scene yeah I really like uh, what you had to say about that because it makes me think about my past too Um, and I was going to church but I wasn't cultivating any type of community Mm -hmm. you know i was showing up but like i didn't have a relationship with any anybody in these churches until recently and seeing how important it is to actually not just go to church but serve Mm -hmm. and not just serve the church but serve the people Mm -hmm. yeah and so acts 242 um Acts 2, starting in verse 42, it says, All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place, and they shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship, those who are being saved. And so when you take a look at this Acts 2 passage, you truly do see such deep relationship and community and commitment to one another. And nowadays it's so easy to go to church and literally not even know (laughs) the people that, you really go to church with or, you know, just to have a level of relationship that's just so not this (laughs) in many ways. Yeah. The part that stands out to me most in that verse um, 
is that they shared everything. Like with, you know what I'm saying? They took care of one another. They supported one another. Um, and, and they shared everything. Like, man, that just hit home for me. Because mm-hmm. I feel like you go to a lot of churches um, and you see people who are growing within that church trying to do their own thing while the church is over here supporting all these other ministries and all these other missionaries and all these other people um but not pouring back into their own body and um but i've also seen churches that do that very well too you know instead of pouring outside they pour more inside um into their own community into their own body of christ that that's what that that just uh has a soft spot close spot in my heart because i feel like as a community you know, we should be there for one another, supporting one another, helping one another first, and then going outside, uh, you know, of our church and helping others. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, so for me, going back to that point around um, 2014, when I really came to know Jesus as Lord of my life and was baptized into a church that really embodied this, it was very unfamiliar, but it was certainly something that um, was so fulfilling in so many ways. Because it's like, man, you can have a deep conversation with anybody. <laughs> you walk up in there and you know everybody up in here is on the same page. Like we, we are all committed to the Bible as a standard. Jesus truly is Lord of our lives. There was, you know, was little guessing to be done about that. And so when somebody asks you, how's it going? You can have a real conversation with anybody because you know, Hey, we truly are brothers and sisters in Christ. Are you someone who feels that it's time to go deeper Maybe you're feeling a tug from God to get more serious about your relationship with him. Maybe you recognize that you may be the reason that you're not progressing toward your goals. Or perhaps you're wondering why your relationships are not where you want them to be or why you don't feel like you're living with purpose. If that sounds like you, we invite you to check out what we have to offer. You can kickstart your relationship with God by joining our group coaching program or hopping into a small group in the community. You can also sign up for one-on-one coaching to get some personal help in any of these areas. Not sure where to start? Check out our free quiz at www.aradicalrelationship.com backslash coaching to get started. We hope to see you in the community. And so I think that there's, you know, a lot of ways that the church has gotten away from that because people up in there in the Bible, ain't they standard (laughs) for real? And people in the pulpit, people are in, you know, high positions in the church and the Bible, ain't they standard? And they don't have this kind of accountability and they're not running their church like this. It's Mm. it's become so much more of a show up and get what you need for the week on this one day. (laughs) <laughs> I think a lot of that's some like fellowship in. generational too because <clears throat> um, I see our generation, you know, being a lot more open and transparent and vulnerable about our weaknesses. You know, like Paul says, mm-hmm. I boast in my weakness because mm-hmm. in my weakness, God is made strong. Yeah. Like, 
um, he gets all the glory. And I think I see that a lot in our generation, our, our age group. Yeah. About, you know, people really being open and transparent about their struggles. Um, and like you said, you know, how are you truly overcoming if you're not talking about it? Because I can see, you know, with the older generations, they're a lot more, they care about what other people think. So it's like, I can't be transparent and vulnerable and open about what I'm actually going through because I think that people are going to judge me mm-hmm. in the in the church. You know, I think the people that I'm talking to, they're going to judge me. And they might be people they see outside of the church as well. But I think, um, I man, yeah, our generation, that's one thing. Hey, mm-hmm. hand clap too because... I mean, like you, you can't, over, you're not truly overcoming anything if you're not being open and vulnerable about it. And the devil's just going to, man, eat you up mm-hmm. until you're able to express those things and talk about them uh, verbally, like the devil going to yeah, you know, eat you up. That makes me think about another point where, um, you know, church in its original design, in its original context was not a building that you were going to. It was simply a gathering of the body of believers. And so when you see Paul write his letter to the different churches, or even sometimes you'll see in the scripture, it says to the church at XYZ's house, to the church meeting at XYZ's house, it was, hey, this body of believers is meeting in this place. That's the church. It wasn't this building that we are going to. And so. I like that because I think, there's been a shit. There's a shift right now happening in what church actually looks like. Like you said, a lot of for a lot of us, we think it's a building. Um, but I mean, shoot, small groups, Bible studies. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's church. Mm-hmm. You know, like when we're getting together as believers and we're talking about our Lord Jesus Christ man like that that's what that is mm-hmm. that's church yeah and i think uh i see that shift of not just being the place you go to on sundays you know to receive but also throughout the week you know getting with other people in community to talk about stuff mm-hmm. yeah to do to do life together yeah yeah for sure i um, mean i love how the bible kind of spells it out that hey the the first church, they were devoted to teaching. They were devoted to fellowship. They were devoted to taking the Lord's Supper together. They were devoted to prayer. They were having all things in common. Like, it tells you exactly what community looked like. Well, like it's that hard. Like I was saying to you uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was like, I don't think, like, my buddy meant to say this, but it really stood out to me. He was like, because the way he introduced me um, to one of his friends was, hey, this is my buddy, Aaron. You know, he's uh, starting his own church in Cordova. And it's like he knows that we have our own ministry. But the fact that he used the word church, and then I started talking to you about it, and then you were telling me about the whole um, idea of uh, home churches. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. It really just kind of um, was a light bulb that kind of just like opened my mind to what church can be. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it doesn't have to be something that's so set in stone, you know. It can be something a little more unorthodox, looking a little different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other thing that I wanted to mention is that um, 
it's it's cool just how God has taken me on this journey where I feel like he he started me out in a place that um gate that had really solid foundation even biblically um but when I when I first started to develop this conviction about community even back then in 2014 this has always been one of those go-to scriptures. But then the thing that I didn't pay as much attention to was in verse 43, where it says a deep sense of awe came over them all and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. We won't be seeing that at church. <laughs> we won't be seeing no miraculous signs and wonders. <laughs> we won't be seeing God come through and like some, some things actually take place. I'm talking about a mainstream church. I ain't talking about us in church. I'm about to say, we, we be seeing that. Yeah my point exactly <laughs> yeah but i'm just talking about in mainstream church like man look at what was happening when the body of believers came together they were seeing god turn up they were seeing yep. things happen right before their eyes that was like whoa i like I, I remember too like before you know prior to all this um in my past like i used to think all that stuff was just mumbo jumbo like people were just crazy you know, mm -hmm. because I never saw any of that stuff. I never witnessed anything like that. Like, I never saw anybody speak in tongues. You know, mm -hmm. I never saw any, or heard anybody prophesy. I didn't, I've never seen any of these things. And I think if you're not seeing these things, then it's evident the Holy Spirit isn't present in your church. Mm -hmm. Because where the Holy Spirit is, the fruits of the Spirit follow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the gifts of the spirit. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was like, uh, I didn't use the right word. <laughs> Where yeah. the Holy Spirit is, the gifts of the spirit follow. Yeah. And, and honestly, I think God in his grace, even to me along my journey has been so good because when I first started getting rerouted, I didn't know where I stood on those types of things. I had grew up around those things. It probably maybe leaned more charismatic. Um, I don't think everybody was as authentic um, in, you know, the delivering and healing and tongues and stuff that was happening. But I think, yeah, God in his grace just had me in a place that my faith could sustain because I didn't know, like, are those things real? Is that a part of the church? And then as he continued to develop me and mature me, he then brought me to a different environment where, you know, being at a church where the spiritual gifts are cultivated. And then he started giving me more of a, a holy desire uh, for those things while then placing me in a, in a place that could cultivate those things. And so now that's where I'm at, where I'm like, okay, I got the foundation of what they were devoted to. Now I want to see what they saw. <laughs> I want to see some miraculous signs and wonders. I want to see the gifts of the spirit being used. I, I want God to develop those gifts of the spirit in me. And so I think that you and I are very fortunate um, and privileged, you know, to be a part of a, such an authentic community um, in both spaces. For sure, for sure. Yeah, where we can see these things cultivated. So um, one thing that we like to do on every episode is include a coaching moment. Coaching moment. <laughs> and so um, I have some notes here. And just thinking through, I was just thinking through earlier, you know, if someone came to me for coaching and they were trying to figure out the right church home, I'd first invite them to really examine the scriptures around this. I would ask you about um, any scriptures that you're already aware of that might come to mind that speak to God's heart 
about his design for the church. And I think that it's important to start with scripture because there's so many ways that we get caught up in preferences Mm. like worship. That's a preference, but it's not a make or break. You don't see God be like, and the worship was on point. (laughs) But we've started to prioritize different things out of the order of the way that God would prioritize them. And so that would be my first um, step in coaching is, okay, what scriptures are you aware of that, you know, already speak to how God is making this thing clear? Um, if, if Acts 2 isn't brought up, that's a pivotal scripture that I would go to around that. But there's also one other scripture that I want us to take a look at. It's in 1 Corinthians um, 14. 14, 26. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it says, well, my brothers and sisters, let's summarize. When you meet together, one will sing, another will teach, another will tell some special revelation God has given. One will speak in tongues and another will interpret interpret what is said. But everything that is done must strengthen all of you. And so here we see another visual of what meetings of the body looks like. Hey, somebody got a song. Somebody going to do some teaching. Somebody hears some from the Lord that they want to share. Somebody got a tongue <laughs> that they're speaking yeah. out for the edification of the church. Somebody else going to come over here with the gift of interpretation. And you see this this passage comes after Paul talks about um, the body of Christ having different parts, but being one body. And so in the meeting of the body, you see people exercising the different gifts and operating empowered by the spirit for that service so that the body can be strengthened and built up. So I think that's something else that we mm. need to be looking for in church. I mean, how are people's gifts being utilized? How is the body coming together for this service? Not just showing up to hear one man every Sunday give you a word from the Lord. You, you can hear from the Lord for yourself. All of y'all up in there should be hearing from the Lord. What's he saying to you, sis? You got a word from the Lord for me. <laughs> you got yeah. a special song in your heart based on what God is doing in your life. But again, it's, this is so not what we know um, popular church to look like. I, man, I like that. That was so good. Um, when I think of the gifts of the Spirit being used, uh, I think of it. they're not for ed- self-edification. Yeah. Um, they're always used for someone else in the body. Mm-hmm. You know, whether that's speaking in tongues, praying over somebody, um, prophesying to somebody, teaching somebody, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, any of those things, like they're always, they have an outward focus. Mm-hmm. Um, none of those things are self-gratifying. They're all about being selfless, all about the Holy Spirit using you as a vessel mm-hmm. to, you know, convey his message to someone else. Yep. Yep. And so um, in a coaching situation, that's how that would start, really trying to get to the bottom of, hey, what context of scripture do you already have about this? Um, And then from there, I would probably ask questions about past church experiences and what worked and what didn't work and for different reasons. Um, And then that way, just try to expose their priorities for us to really figure out, like, do these priorities align biblically um, with what it is that you're looking for? Um, like I said previously, because in, in modern culture, we've just come to prioritize so many things about church 
that shouldn't be as high on the priority list is <clears throat> not to say that anybody is wrong for expecting to go and get some good worship. But sometimes we prioritize, prioritize that before we even fact check them on the biblical knowledge, before mm -hmm. we even fact check the preacher's life to be sure that they somebody you want to sit under. You want to go and have an emotional experience. Um, and, and that's not the priority. Yeah. I like to, you know, personally, I like to really see like, just spiritual hunger outside of Sundays, mm -hmm. like from the community. When you see these people, men and women, you know, who are all the same, when you see the same people that you're seeing on Sundays throughout the week, mm -hmm. continuing to see God like that is what hits home for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Cause I will, cause we, the church, you know, a couple of churches we've been to before, like, man, it's like, dang, where do all these people come from on Sunday? Like it's packed, but then like you never see him again. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? Yep. Yep. So um in terms of resources around this topic, um, I've done a couple reels around this. So um you can go search for that. One is about um things to look for in a church and another one is about uh really examining your relationship with the church. So um, you can go on Instagram and check out my reels for that or uh, YouTube shorts. They've been cross posted there. Um, also, this is definitely an area that we can um, help you wrestle in through coaching. You can set up a free discovery call um, to chat through this topic a bit to share more about your heart and uh, what areas seem foggy for you around this topic. Um, and we can come alongside you as coaches to really ask those questions. It's going to draw you out to really help you discern uh, where the spirit might be leading you around this. So. How's your relationship with church? <laughs> I pray that this is just really giving uh, you all just something to think about. Um you know, we have the radical community. And so God is dealing with me as well on how to truly make community community and radical for me just looks like getting back to this. And so even me with my own ministry, I'm, I'm thinking about this. I'm carrying this weight of like, I don't I don't want just another Facebook group. I just I don't want just another email list. Like, what does it truly look like? to do community, even in an online space, you know, where we have this virtual world. So know that I'm wrestling through that as well. And I carry this weight as well as someone who feels compelled to ministry to make sure that this is the standard for what we're calling community. So y'all in the radical community, be on the lookout for that because we're going to turn it up a little bit. Amen. A little uh, word of encouragement, you know, if, um, if you're trying to find a church, you know, you're, you're not, odds are, um, you're not going to find one if you're not out looking, mm -hmm. if you're not actually out attending, mm -hmm. you know, so feel for things. I, I hear people all the time like, oh, we're looking for a church. And that's more or less their excuse of why we're not going to church because they're looking for a church, but they mm -hmm. actually aren't like seeking a mm -hmm. church. So I think looking and seeking are different. We need to be seeking. We need to actually be going, be attending and go to, you know, several churches, mm -hmm. check them out, um, see what works for you, because it might not always be the first one. Mm -hmm. Yep, for sure. And now you have some good, solid basis for what to be um, looking for, yep. whether you are new to this or like myself, you you may be a, a disciple of Christ, but um, you haven't seen church be done to this full extent. 
down to the miracle signs and wonders. Um, and God wants that for you. He wants you to be able to experience him in his fullness on this side of earth. So uh, let's just say a prayer, babe, for um, those listening who may be in this space. God, thank you so much. Um just for the words that you've given us on this podcast, we just want to uh, pray a special prayer over anyone who's listening who may be in this tough spot, whether they have um, experienced church hurt, um, whether they are not content with the church that they are at, whether they just didn't know um, this truth about what church should look like because they've always grown up with something different. Wherever they find themselves on the spectrum, Father, we pray that even now your Holy Spirit would meet them in the space that you would start to bring clarity to uh, the areas that seem fine that in all the ways that Satan might be trying to distract and lead them to complacency, Father, that you would uproot those schemes, that you will redirect their path, that you would intentionally place people in their paths that are going to help lead and guide them in your way. Um, I'm reminded of a scripture in Isaiah that says that you'll hear the gentle whisper that says to go left or to go right and you'll go that way and so I speak that and pray that over everyone listening that they'll hear that gentle whisper father and have so much more clarity and discernment because we know that your good and perfect will is for every disciple of Christ to be uh, in community that looks like this that is devoted to teaching um, to breaking of bread to prayer um, and so, God, we thank you um, just for all the ways that your spirit is going to move, even through the mics, um, to specially encounter um, those who hear. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Did you know that money isn't the only way that you can support an organization? A review goes a long way. If this podcast helped you in any way or you just want to support us because, you know, we're your people, then help us spread the word. Let the world know that you're rocking with us and you think they should too. Share the podcast, leave a review, follow us on Instagram, subscribe to our YouTube channel, hop into the Facebook group, you know, whatever suits you. Until next time, folks, we are out. Bye, y'all.